and welcome to the Faraway Nearby, a show about a nerd and an intellectual comparing notes on life and sharing laughs along the way. I am DJ Star Sage, and I am joined by the Madame Sue, Duchess of Elbert. Hello, Sue. How are you? Hi, DJ. How are you this evening? I'm doing really well. I'm doing pretty good. We'll go ahead and get started here. Um, how was your week? Um, my week was actually pretty good. Uh, there wasn't any real high points along, you know, it was just a really good week until last night. And my um, grandchildren decided to have a big fight with each other, which they do off and on and have since they were little tiny kids. But recently, the elder one has has been diagnosed with uh, with generalized anxiety disorder, hmm. um, and it seems to be getting worse. The older she gets, uh, she just turned twenty one here not very long ago, and I don't know if it's the treatment or what, but the Anxiety seems to be getting worse. So apparently no. that was what the fight was about. Uh, actually, it was about nothing, and uh, no one quite understood what happened, mm-hmm. including her. So Now, um, I, I know from you know different movies and books and whatnot, they say that a lot of things, or many things maybe is a better terminology, that are possibly mental health related can be environment and stress affected. So um, I know from what you shared in the past that your granddaughters are both, uh, aren't they both in college? They are, they are both in, well, the youngest one has dropped out of college for a while, but, Mm -hmm. but yeah, they, they are both college age and they are both, um, uh, it, it, the the oldest one is still in college. No, it's the oldest one that you're referring to. Yeah, right? it's the oldest one that I'm referring to. Okay, Who and we should refer to as Cleo. Yes, and and um, how far into school is Cleo? Well, she has. Well, she's changed her major like four times, so she has. She should be finishing this year, uh, but she is got like a year and a half left, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I'm sure that if we were, if one were to assess the stress factor, you know, is, is a possible trigger. I'm sure there's a fair amount of that with probably having changed major so many times. Cause at a certain point you have to make a commitment. Well, yeah. Um, it depends on, on what you change your major from and to, Mm-hmm. Uh, and what you have done for your general requirements um, that um, that have to do with with um, with these things and and uh, or, or with the with the university I I changed my major a number of times and I never finished but um, I wasn't as concerned about it I felt more comfortable being in school than not being in school and I just kept going to school. I went mm-hmm. to work for the university, and then they let me take classes for relatively free. <laughs> as long as I could take classes, I didn't care mm-hmm. because I was much happier take, go, being a student than being a real uh, being in the world, so to speak. Well, and, and I've known several people that are of a of a like mind, I guess you'd <laughs> say, and 
I, I know that um, if you if one were to to put a label on that, you, they would say that they're a student of life. Yes. <laughs> so do you, do you do you see your grandchild as being a student of life? No, I don't. I think okay. she has partially because her mother has has set up these these um, these ideas in her head mm-hmm. that she is um, that she has she has this idea that that she needs to to finish things part of the reason she's changed her major so often is her mother believed that she should that both her girls needed to go to school and learn how to um and get some get something that was um that to study something that would they could earn a lot of money okay and I don't think either one of them were really into into that, and, and the majors that they wanted to study were not majors that were that earned ideal. a lot of money, and yeah. and I think that was that's part of the problem. Um, Mom was not because my daughter is also my sister's daughter, and my husband and I adopted her when she was sixteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a lot of of attitudes that. I would hope that a daughter I had raised from small on would would not um, would not have. Yeah, it's it sounds a little bit like she has some old fashioned ideas which are kind of contrary to what I know of you. If she you know was raised in an environment with you, I would think that she would have more uh, <laughs> in non traditional ideas. Maybe um, you know, maybe certainly more open minded. Uh, yeah, she was not. However, she was raised by uh, my sister. That's just that's uh, five years older than I am. Who mm-hmm. did not go to college and does not believe a lot of things. For instance, my my sister doesn't believe in mental illness, or did not uh, believe my sister's is passed on now. And right. although uh, my daughter, Mama Bear, believes that. Uh, she 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 understands something about mental illness a little bit, but I don't think she realizes. As far as I can tell, I've had I, I've had depression since I was seven, and I learned how to deal with it in a sense. I've taken meds for it since I was in high school. Taken some really strange meds because they didn't have the best things when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And and so that that sort of but the girls having had this fight that was really hard to to figure out and and Cleo jumped out of the the um, the car while her sister was driving oh uh, and decided to walk home and her sister couldn't find her and then she called me and of course and her sister's phone was dead and. Uh, Cleo jumped out of the car while they were going like, while they were stopped at a stoplight. So it wasn't quite the same, but anyway, but that was, that was sort of my week. Oh, well, I've been in a relationship with somebody where something similar went on and let's just say that was part of the end of that relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can can sort of understand that. Mm-hmm. And do, as a matter of fact. <laughs> so that that certainly was the low point of your week. Um, yes. Was there I a part that really, you enjoy? Most of my time is really good because I spend a lot of it alone. I spend a lot of it reading. Uh-huh. 
and having good cups of coffee. So, <laughs> you know. So, so the early twenty-something you would really like what's going on right now. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It was one of the things that I dreamed about all my life. And and short of moving to the mountains of Colorado and living in a log cabin where no one can access me, um, I I had a good time. <laughs> okay, we well, should so. go on to your week, okay. DJ. So how was that? Well, it's been one adventure after another lately um, <laughs> with home ownership. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> as is normally the case. I uh, Honestly, though, I, I don't think I would trade it for anything. I think that what I enjoy the most about having a home, despite the woes, is the fact that these are my walls and I can do with them what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we have had our house four years, and we have done a lot with it and to it that, as Billy would point out, many people don't. And, of course, the caveat being many people who move into a house this size already have a family, so they don't have the luxury of planning out, you know, this fall we're going to put in new storm windows or we're doing new siding this year. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's um oh, well, you know, little Susie needs braces and that siding's going to have to wait until next year. Um, yes. But in our case, recently, we had some woes that came up. And, um, well, it started the other month when the heating system we had installed... Uh, became two years old. We and the warranty uh, ran out. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we didn't have the hindsight to think we should get a maintenance plan with this. We oh. just figured, oh, it's a brand new system. We'll just wing it and you know pay attention to it. Uh, recently, we ran into some trouble with our heating system where we were working in our basement and we we're trying to get that updated so that we can eventually make some living space down there. And our heating system has a vent that's not very much unlike what it would have on a clothes dryer. Oh, yeah. and, but in this particular case, it's supposed to be completely horizontal. We were in the basement working. Billy was paying attention to things in the ceiling because he was cleaning up that part of the property. And mm-hmm. one or two of the pipes had a slight slump. Well, part of the heating system is that it's based on, you know, heated water. It's a, a radiative system. Yeah. There are drainages built in because, of course, anything that holds water is going to need to have a release. The water is only supposed to go one way. This vent, of course, collects moist uh, vapor because, you know, it's a steam system. When he went to push the pipe up the mere quarter inch of whatever it was, it slumped. Mm-hmm. You could hear a trickle falling backwards toward the unit that it exited. And this is a very expensive unit. We just were in horror to learn that that was going back into the system. It's sort of like if you think about a, a blood clot forming and going back into the brain. We just looked at each other and we thought to ourselves, well, I wonder if that's what made the first one bite the dust. <laughs> so we called our heating company and they came out and looked at the pipe and, of course, they had to fix it. But they wanted to charge us a certain amount and we figured we'd bring up the point that, well, we've kind of been a classroom for your employees since we have a top-of-the-line unit and they seem to be learning how to do their job at our house. It would be nice if we didn't have to pay full price on something. That was your mistake and this time around we did buy the maintenance plan. So after they came out the first time to look at it, when they came back to actually fix it, fortunately we negotiated them down by half of the estimate. So in addition to that vent pipe, we also noticed uh, as Billy was sealing the, the foundation, that there was moisture in some of the foundation. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, one of the copper pipes that's part of our heating system had a small crack and it was leaking. Mm. And it was leaking into the foundation, which probably attributed to the mold before we bought the house. So, yeah. you know, that was another thing we brought up to the heating company. It was just, um, well, it's nice that you did such a wonderful job installing this unit, but perhaps when you were there, you could have replaced the slime. 
Yeah. I should have noticed that there was that there was prob- that was kind of problems with the the heating or with the with the house too is when they were installing it. So after those two repairs, another thing came up, and it just felt like one thing after another because <laughs> but we we intentionally left our bathroom untouched after the plumbing upgrade because we had some fixtures that we had picked out and mm-hmm. we may be remodeling the tub area and we thought, okay, we'll leave that to last because we can make that its own separate project. Well, right. for the longest time, there has been a leak with the uh, shower plumbing. At this point, he has had to essentially bandage the bathroom faucet with plumber's tape because it has some cracks and fractures and Ooh. causing the water to leak back down. And Oh, that's bad. Well, I mean, it, it's good that there's a sink below it to catch it like it's a bucket. Well, yes, um, but still. But yeah, so there was a big concern that we were going to have to get to that sooner than later and then Billy did some reading up and figured out he could put the quote-unquote band-aid on it. And yeah. so we were relieved about that. But then lastly, we noticed that there is a problem with dampness in our kitchen wall. The garage is on the other side of it mm-hmm. and we had our siding redone the other year and that wall had been left open because we are going to be upgrading our electrical to the garage and it just provided easy access so we figured no point in sealing that right. out. We're going to get in there. Anyways, there is some moisture along the wall going to our outdoor outside the exterior door and mm-hmm. Billy happened to notice that it was a little bit more than damp in fact it was happening more when it was raining and we happened to have a gutter or an eave that ends at the house on the garage roof well it turns out that the end cap of that gutter wasn't um strong any longer and it's basically leaking like a sieve so <laughs> we had to make short work of fixing that and then on top of that with the roof line of the garage ending at the house normally you would have something protecting that so that the water doesn't leach down into that seam mm-hmm. well the lovely contractor we had do that work the other year didn't bother to you know install anything preventative there so we we had to you know come up with our own device we were left with our own device <laughs> so thankfully, thankfully billy is handy Yes, I, I believe that you lucked out there, DJ. I certainly did. So uh, that was probably the low point of my week, having to deal with all that homeownership stuff. Mm-hmm. The high point of my week was I got to go to a craft fair with my sister, Betty. And oh. there's a little bit of a story behind that. My Aunt Gwen, who I've mentioned before, that's essentially the matriarchy of my mother's mm-hmm. side. Yeah, She had sent out an email trying to organize a group of the family because we don't get to see each other that much. We live a bit apart from each other. So it it was supposed to be my uncle who we'll call him Chris uh, short for Krishna because uh, (laughs) while he went to seminary school, he, he married um, a flower child, shall we say? Yeah. So uh, uncle Chris was supposed to be there Because Aunt Gwen had to bow out, the poor lady has a lot of health issues. She gets sick at the drop of a hat. It's it's hard to say where she got her immunities from and perhaps health because, as I was discussing with Betty, I don't recall our grandparents having the same health issues when we were younger. Our mom blames our Aunt Gwen's uh, health issues on the, uh, the water and the climate that she lives in. She lives in a, a further off city and it may not be as be so nice. Of course, according to my parents, raising children in the country, all cities were bad. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> but uh, So Aunt Gwen had um, organized this outing in the family. We were to get together to go to this craft fair. It was actually to be a fairly impressive venue um betty and i were going to go and meet up with the rest of the family betty has a similar drive to this than i do so i figured okay we're both going to be driving the distance maybe we could meet up somewhere and we'll 
get into the park together. Right. Well, the venue actually advertised they offered a shuttle because it's going into a rather large state park. And, of course, there's an entrance fee. So yes. people would save on taking the shuttle. And I thought that I had explained this in a fair amount of detail to Betty mm-hmm. beforehand because, um, well, it would have been nice to have saved the cover or, you know, the admission. Yeah. And um, I, we even went over the details a couple of days before. But because Betty was bringing a good friend of hers who doesn't drive, somehow our plans got changed at the last minute. So here I am, and I've you know planned out my day, and I've left the house, and I've filled up my tank, and I'm driving down to this little country town where we're supposed to meet up. And granted, it's only 10 minutes from the park, but this is a huge park. So yeah. I, I message my sister, and I tell her, it's going to be a little bit, I'm on my way, I should be there a half hour. She tells me that they've stopped off at this rest area, it's along the highway. I figured, okay, she'll meet me there. Right. I get to the meet point for the shuttle, and I message her, and I said, I am here, and she calls me. She's already in the park. Oh. It wasn't that nice. It was. Well, did you not take the shuttle anyway? No, because one of her concerns is that the shuttle wasn't going to be running all day. And as as somebody who drags their feet to things, you, you kind of want to have a little bit of um, option for when you're going to leave. Yeah. Because, you know, because if you take forever to get there... You don't want to have only a couple of hours before the last shuttle out leaves. Oh, no. But well, if, possibly. If, yes. <laughs> but, you know, maybe if somebody thought ahead and thought, we should get here on time, and that way we could have the whole afternoon. But, no, <laughs> that doesn't happen because it's a family function, and why would anything go as planned? Well, yes. Well, um <laughs> I'm thinking that a couple hours might be enough. <laughs> and as did I, but I think that somebody who doesn't enjoy being home with their spouse, they like to spend the whole day out. And oh, okay, um, that's that's a different thing, <laughs> I guess. And you know, that's that's the hidden underlying you have to realize. Anytime you're invited to go out with Betty. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you better expect to have anything dragged out because she doesn't want to go home. I see. <laughs> but uh, we had an enjoyable afternoon, and a lot of the vendors that were there are the likes that I think one might find at a Renaissance festival. Yeah. They had lots of T-shirts and handmade things like candles and soaps. and Yeah. I got a nice soap that I think – will enjoy it, it was uh made with goat's milk and oh. the scent is ginger pear so Ooh, it, it smells nice so rounding up the craft fair you know there were lots of little um shops with t-shirts and candles and yeah. soaps and whatnot and there were even some um, yard decor and it was kind of fun because people had some really imaginative things i saw some you know, like trellises and arbors that were made that had twigs and branches on it. Mm-hmm. And it looked it looked really unique and original. It was kind of rustic. It was pretty. 
you know, birdhouses and things. The best part of the craft fair was that, uh, of course, being out in the country, you expect people to be conservative and possibly <laughs> religious. I saw a group of ladies that, you know, th- this was probably their outing together for the day. I wouldn't be surprised if they are all good friends. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they were making their rounds for the craft fair. And, of course, it was no secret who they supported for the upcoming election. And it was actually a little fun because they had, let's just say, uh, masks of the angry tangerine on sticks. And oh, yeah? They were walking around. <laughs> I didn't see a booth there. I don't think they would have been so brazen as to recruit at such a uh, a rural venue. But I, I did see on my way to the, the uh, park grounds uh, a few Hillary yard signs, and that just gave me a little giggle. Yeah. Okay, so that was the high point of my week. We can go ahead and talk about our topics of the week. Did you have an article or something that you wanted to review? I spend a lot of time with people talking about books and Mm -hmm. other such topics. We talk about writing them. We talk about reading them and other such things. But one of the things that I have noticed recently is that everybody, including people my age, seem to have decided that they just can't read books of any length. And so it would seem to me, now I don't know that this is necessarily always so, but amongst many people that I know, and I've known for a long time, like 30-some years or more, they don't want to read anything uh, lengthy like a Charles Dickens book, uh, which are quite lengthy. Mm -hmm. And some of them are even not into to like uh, Jane Austen anymore. It's like, well, the movies are, are, are perfectly okay, and, and reading it, well, they're a little long. You know, and they aren't very... Jane Austen is about as short as you can get. <laughs> <laughs> well, not really, but, but it, it, they're pretty short books. Hmm. Uh, I, and I know I, I have a, a... One of my favorite contemporary mystery writers is a woman named Susan George. Okay. Apparently, there's a number of people named Susan George that write, and they write all different things. But this woman writes um, mystery novels. She writes contemporary English mystery novels. And she writes about a detective named Lindley. Um, And you may have seen some Lindley mysteries on uh, PBS, Mm -hmm. if you happen to be into mysteries, because they made a bunch of them into into short movies. Um, anyway, they're quite lengthy. They're at least as long as a Dickens novel, maybe longer. And Ooh. in the middle of her, or, well, maybe not in the middle, towards the end of her series, as far as she's gotten at the moment, anyway, there is a book entitled What I Did Before I Killed That Lady, I think is oh. the title of it. <laughs> and And in the previous book to that, there is a novel, or there is about uh, Lindley's wife is murdered in the front of her house by a kid who just sort of accidentally sort of falls into, well, it's not, I mean, it's all plotted out and what have, but he's like, this is like a gang killing where he's killing her to, you know, join the gang. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
And what it does is it goes back and it shows you like six years or something. This the, the next novel goes back and shows you like six years before this kid gets to there. And what, or maybe it's not six years, maybe it's only two or three years, but it seems like a long time. But it explains the history of this child and how this child happened to get to that situation where he would do that and where he really didn't mean to. He didn't, you know, he just sort of got got into that, got into that somewhere. It, and it's, I thought it was a fascinating novel because I like, I like stuff like that. Now, does the Susan George author that you're referring to, does she write novels that are of the length uh, that you're she, Yeah, she's, she's, she writes novels that are the length of, say, a, I, I don't know, or say the length of, a, of a, a Dickens novel or longer. Okay. She writes these really lengthy novels. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I'm like... You know, I'm just fascinated with this. And I just finished this book that I had gotten from the library. And for once, I didn't just listen to it. I actually got the book out and read it. And I was just, it was, it was fabulous. You know, but it's like, I don't know, 900 pages or something. Uh, Okay. It's a long, it's a lengthy. I think, so so would you say that our on-demand culture that we've we've grown into has made even you know readers lazy well i don't know i i sometimes think so and and apparently publishers think so because my friend that i tried to get to read the susan george book and he has gotten himself an agent and one of the things the agent says is you can't write long books you have to oh. cut these things down, and I'm just going, God, oh, Jesus. I certainly don't enjoy really short books. Um, you know, I mean, some of them are, are good, and I have read even some uh, uh, young adult novels, and some of them are, are excellent, but they aren't exactly my favorite kind of literature. Yeah. And... They aren't what I what I what I usually go looking for when I go to a bookstore. I go to a library. Uh, many of the books that I have, more contemporary books that I have read, I have read because I learned about them on masterpiece theater uh, or or mystery theater from PBS. Uh, right. <laughs> they just happen to uh, show a lot of the, or they have a lot of those that. Um, that they make into movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I guess I was just going to say, I was, uh, if we, uh, if we were to guess, I think um, to put it in the, the Royal tense of the Royal, we, we are not amused with the current trend in, <laughs> in literature yeah, but, reading. Yeah, I mean, but I'm not certain. Certainly uh, Jane Austen is, not only are the movies very popular, but her books are very popular. Now, like I say, her books are shorter. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I, I'm not entire, entirely certain that it's true that that um, the shorter books are, are more popular than the longer ones. If it's all right with you, um, we, we should go, go on. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> okay. I, I you know I I wasn't in chat rooms like I was in college. 
Yeah. And I couldn't afford a smartphone at the time. I told myself, I'm going to wait until I have a good paying job and then I will finally get one. The time came that I finally got one and then I said, ooh, I'm just going to put all these fun things on my phone and I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait a minute, I am spending countless hours on the weekend. I'm talking to strangers because they have a picture of a pretty person and I can have a conversation with them. It's like I'm out at the bar. But instead of being out at the bar, I'm sitting at home here. And instead of doing things that are possibly more healthy, like, I don't know, maybe doing my laundry. Or, or even doing things that are more fun, maybe. Right. You know, maybe just playing a video game or reading a book. I'm sitting there. Or going out with friends. Yes. I, you know, that in my mind was my going out with friends, me having conversations with strangers and it being enticing because now on my device, it's like having a catalog. Back in the day when you were a kid, you had things with pretty pictures and you would look through it and you'd be like, oh, I want that for Christmas. And so now there's pictures of pretty people and you think to yourself, well, I must be good because this pretty person wants to talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) and so after after realizing that i was spending way too much time on on talking to you know pictures in the catalog essentially maybe it might be better for me to just do things for me yeah and so i um i got rid of most of what i was spending my time on because I was never going to meet any of those people anyways. And, you know, um, I can meet interesting people through podcasting just as equally. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) The other thing that, that I think many parents get concerned about with children is spending all their time on the internet is that they don't talk to real people. Mm -hmm. And I think that you have more limited friendships or have had more limited friendships because of this time on the internet. Mm -hmm. And I worry about my grandchildren somewhat in the same way. It's like, you know, there are really nice people out there in the world and you don't have to, you don't have to spend all your time with them, but a little bit of time occasionally would be nice. And the older you get, the harder it gets to meet people, you know? And that, and that is one of the sad things, is that, is that when you get to your age or my age, it is harder to meet friends, you know? And as I recall, you may even have met your husband online originally. <laughs> that, that is an interesting story because we, we were basically um, – you know, in a matchmaker situation, we were both people who were, you know, one to be online, but Mm -hmm. it was a friend of Billy's that actually quote unquote fixed us up. He basically said, this person seems interesting. You should meet him. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) so of course the, the, the friend that fixed us up was in a similar situation to yourself. He, um, you know, was he was at home a lot, uh, and he yeah. and he and I would chat. And in yeah. this in this situation, he ended up being 
um, Billy's ex's cousin, mm. which is kind of funny because this cousin of Billy's ex and Billy both are in agreement that Billy's ex is a piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that happens sometimes. Out in the so thank you for listening to The Far Away Nearby. You can visit our webpage at thefnpodcast.com, find our fan page on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at TFNDJ, and visit our companion blog on Tumblr. Our show is available on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Send us an email at tfnpodcast at gmail.com or call and leave a message at 720 720- Two three zero six nine one nine. This show is a proud member of the Pride Forty Eight Podcasting Network. Check out other great podcasts at pride48.com slash shows.